0: Hi there, welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Well, this week, all sorts of cool things like burn notice. We talk about the TV show Numbers. My kids have been playing Lord of the Rings. Welcome to Take Him With You. I'm so glad that you joined me. This is going to be a great show. I think you're really going to like it. Well, as I said, we're going to be talking about burn notice, numbers. We got comments from Jeff in Canada. Our first audio comments that you'll be able to hear. Plus, I'll be talking about working on the new audio drama coming up for Palm Sunday and Easter. Coming on April 5th and April 12th, 2009. Imagine... Caught in the crossfire of two cultures. A uh, personal note, uh, we've got one layer dusted off. We're going for the second now.
1: Forced into another town.
0: I'm in a crowd. The, 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 it seems quite agitated. I'm not sure what's going on. Dr. Blake Rumsden comes face to face with his destiny. Hey, let go of that.
2: It's mine. Knock it off.
0: Beaten to a pulp. A special audio presentation from Taking Note to self: I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to get back. Yeah, that ought to be very interesting. I, I've got some friends helping me with the lines to all of that. Uh, my friends, Jen from the Anomaly Podcast. Uh, Her husband, David's doing some stuff. Meds from the Waffle On podcast is helping me. And also Daryl, who uh, contributes to the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, will be uh, doing some lines as well. Very fun. How cool is this podcast? That means that you excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our web page and you'll find us at http: colon, forward, slash, forward, slash, We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Hey, it's time to find out what's going on at Rick's house. I'm taking with you. Yeah, I want to be able to borrow a bunch of money from the government and then pay my employees bonuses. Wait a minute. I don't have any employees. (laughs) Uh, Wow, what's going on at the Moyer household? All sorts of things. My family went to a musical, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Uh, One of our good friends was the star in that. And then, of course, we have uh, several of our friends that were involved in the orchestra and in the acting and dancing and all that jazz. So that's cool. Um, let me see. As far as TV wise, we've been we watched several different shows, and I was so sad because I went to go. I was so excited about watching Heroes, and of course, it was a repeat. Nah, I don't like reruns unless, of course, they're Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then I'll watch them till the cows come home. I don't know what it is about that, but I just. Do you do that? Do you have a certain show that you like? It doesn't matter what rerun it is; you'll just watch it if it's on TV. Yeah, that's my problem. My DVR, my digital recorder, is full of Star Trek The Next Generation and Voyager and Enterprise episodes just because (laughs) I have a hard time hitting the delete button, even though I have like some of them on DVD and not all of them because I couldn't afford buying all those. But um, and then, of course, I have a whole hard drive full of every episode of every series. But that's not enough. I, I don't know. I just have to record them on my DVR. I think it's a sickness. That's I do. I do. Anyway, uh, let me see. Um, I don't think Lost was new either. I went to go watch it. We have this weird thing going on with the Dish Network. How many of you have Dish Network? Well, for some reason, they didn't get their contract settled with ABC, where I live. So in my area, you can't get ABC. So I can't watch Lost when it's on. I have to go to the website and watch it online. And there's several other programs that I can't see anymore, which is, you know, come on, you guys, get it together. It's very tempting to switch to Comcast just because they have uh, HD. Well, I don't have an HD TV yet. Once I get an HD TV, Comcast, not only will you have my internet business, but you'll probably have my TV business as well. We will see. We will see. Anyway. Um, let's see, Burn Notice. How many of you have watched that show, Burn Notice? Now, it is a little bit adult in its content, but I have to say, it's like a modern day spy MacGyver. This, I I don't know why I like the show so much. Maybe because I think all the characters are really fun and quirky, and I like them, and I like how, um, the, the main guy, Michael, um narrates the show and it's just really cool I don't know how to describe it if you haven't watched Burn Notice it's on the USA Network and it's really really good They're, they just did their season finale or their hiatus or whatever they'll be back in a while I guess with some more episodes but they just they just do a great job the filming of it is great the directing is good I like the script writing and and it also has some, some crossover folks from Battlestar Galactica on it and uh, Bruce Campbell and he's so funny he's just so funny but anyway, if you haven't watched the show and you like kind of spy MacGyver type of things and explosions and guns and just the whole spy mystery type of thing and and um, having unconventional ways to solve problems, that's the show to watch. So anyway, thumbs up at the Moyer Housefold. Moyer Housefold? What's a housefold? That's when you take your house and you fold it in half. Bum bum No, um, household is what I meant to say. Uh, Also, my wife really likes this show, and I
2: kind of like it. I kind of like it.
0: Numbers. Have you ever watched Numbers? It's that show on, I think, NBC on Friday nights, and it is about a mathematician and his buddies and the family. His brother is a FBI agent, and he is a mathematician, and the FBI hires him to do equations and probabilities to solve crime and the first season was really pretty cool and then the second season has been is this the second or third season i can't even remember see i don't do my research when i should anyway numbers is quite an interesting thing charlie epps is the is the uh, main character and i don't know i i guess for me my wife really likes the show she likes the character development she likes all the fun things they do and she likes math so she enjoys watching the new probabilities and all the equations and stuff. I it, I never have liked math. I didn't like it when I was in school. I don't like it now. Math. Nah. And the reason for it is because I could never get my head around doing all these figuring and stuff and then coming out with another number. Now as soon, the only thing that saved my back end in the math department was when we got introduced to now. This is dating me. I know we got introduced to the computer, the personal computer at my high school, Holquim High School, alma mater, go Grizzlies. Ooh. Um, we got introduced uh, by Dan Desher got a computer lab into our school with Apple IIe's, I think is what they were, with the green mono screens. Uh, they were just, they were so cool, the big 5.5-inch floppy disk, and oh, man, I was so excited. And so what happened is I was flunking out of algebra, I was doing so poorly, and he said, Rick, you might like the computer lab. So I signed up for that, got in there, and for some reason... I just loved it because you would use the math to do something, and you know, like you could, like back then, you know, you wrote this program, and then like uh, apes would throw bananas at each other across, you know, in mono screen, you know, it's that little stick kind of things. Like remember Battle Zone, the video game, and and they uh, it was all done in like little lines, green lines, and the transparent. Yeah, well, anyway, you'll know what I'm talking about if you're my age or older or. you're younger you might not know so anyway all that to say this math was really cool when it does something when it makes something happen when it makes a picture go on the screen or something bounce across it or it makes a sound or something then math was cool and it was logical to do the flow charts like in computer programming like if this equals this then go to this and I loved it. I just dug it. I got an A out of that class. And I was flunking out of math. But when I was able to use math for something productive, that's when I excelled in it. So anyway, back to numbers. I'm just having a hard time getting my head around the FBI actually using mathematicians to figure out probabilities on stuff. And maybe they do. Maybe they really do. The show, is, it's a great idea. But I don't know. It's not as believable to me as I guess it should be. <laughs> I don't know. Making me crazy. Well, anyway, um, we have our first audio comments. I talked about Lost, and I talked about Heroes, and some other things. And my friend Jeff from Canada, great guy, has his his own podcast. He talks about collectibles and stuff, and I think he also talks about car racing. And you can uh, find him over at uh, www.jeffjobb.com. And here's what he had to say. Take it away, Jeff.
1: Hello, Rick. This is Jeff from Canada, and I thought I'd send in some of my comments on last week's podcast, Using and Abusing. These comments are mostly about the uh, television series that you've been talking about lately. I, too, like to watch Lost and Heroes as well, and I feel exactly the same as you do in that I find myself more interested in watching Lost than I do in watching Heroes. I think um, part of the reason why is I, I just find the stories in Lost to be kind of maybe more exciting more exciting and uh, just more deeper I guess as well and uh, hero stories uh, not not quite as uh, exciting to me and um, maybe the the plot lines are, are just not really as deep they certainly don't really get me thinking as much as uh, Lost does also too I kind of find that I seem to care more about the characters in Lost than I do in Heroes the reason why I feel that way is that in Lost they've taken more time to kind of um, flesh out each of the characters or the main characters in the series and you seem to know them quite well you know their motivations and uh, you know you know their history on them you kinda know how they'll react to certain situations whereas in Heroes um, you know some characters they've they've kind of fleshed out a bit but for the most part you know we don't really know those characters as well as we do in in Lost I I look at you know like maybe a character in Heroes like uh, Matt Parkman and like I said, I know he was like a police officer and he can read people's minds things like that but past that you know like he seems like a nice guy but you don't really know a lot more about him and, and you know his character doesn't seem as as deep as maybe a character on Lost like Sawyer or Jack or even Hurley we just seem to know more about the Lost characters or than we do about the Heroes characters. And I think that's part of the reason why I, I tend to like Lost more than I like Heroes. Also too, um, Lost kind of interests me a bit more than Heroes does. In the, I like the idea of this long kind of season or series wide arcs. And whereas Heroes, um, the stories are, are kind of shorter. They're almost like just kind of half, half season stories and then they kind of get wrapped up with a conclusion. And then when they start, you know, the next story, it's almost like you're starting over again you know they come back to the characters almost feels like nothing's really happened I guess since the last one just kind of picking things up Uh, whereas Lost it's just kind of this one kind of long-running story arc and I guess I see the advantages to both I guess you know if Lost had come out and the, the you know the kind of the series long story arcs just didn't resonate with people then then that series probably would have failed and I guess they're they're lucky that they hit upon a, a story that people seem to be really interested in whereas I find with heroes you know I guess maybe I'm looking for you know a series wide arc which doesn't seem to be there like I'd be interested in the series maybe a bit more if they had these these smaller stories going but if they also had kind of this um, this maybe another kind of arc which ran throughout the series you know which you know kind of tied every kind of chapter I guess together and I just I guess for me with heroes I'm not really uh, feeling uh, kind of a real connection between the the different chapters not to say like say I do really like heroes just not as much as I I like lost so I guess to wrap this up uh, I agree with you Rick in that (laughs) I really like Lost a bit more than Heroes. Also, I kind of wanted to talk a bit about that other topic you talked about, um, about using and abusing people. And um, it certainly gave me a a lot to think about. Um, I know myself, throughout the years, I've found that uh, at times, I let myself kind of get maybe abused, maybe, maybe unintentionally, and maybe the person who's abusing me isn't intentionally abusing me. I just tend to let people maybe take up all of my time. I'll use maybe an example in that you know sometimes I I will give more of my time or more of my attention to people I don't really know or people I don't really care over maybe family members or close friends or friends and you know they don't get my attention or time whereas I would seem to be more willing to give it to a complete stranger or or a a person at work which which I don't really know or don't really care about Um, I was thinking a bit about this as well about a year or so ago myself and my wife we went on a on a trip to the mountains for the weekend but just before I went on that trip someone came in at work and they had a request that they needed me to install some software on on the weekend and so I thought, oh, I have to do this, you know, I, they, these people have asked for it, uh, and instead of maybe pushing back or saying, no, I, I couldn't accommodate it as I other plants, I ended up cutting my my trip short just to appease people that, you know, I, I really don't care about. I ended up disappointing my wife, and I just felt bad about that. So your talk on the podcast was uh, very interesting and certainly got me thinking about how I treat people and how I allow myself to be treated and I'm quite happy that uh, you you touched on this subject because you know like say that that really just got me thinking and I'm just happy that uh, you have this podcast that you're doing every week where you're talking about these different subjects in a spiritual manner or how to get more out of your life I guess so anyways I'd like to thank you again Rick and uh, thanks for the podcast.
0: You are very welcome, Jeff, and I really enjoy hearing your comments. That's very, very cool. Yeah, I know a lot of times we will we do stuff and I don't know, I, I, I guess for me it's like I want to please other people so they like me, I guess. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, oftentimes I can disappoint my wife too or my kids when I'll do something when I know I should have more boundaries than that, so... Very cool. Thanks for your comments, too, on the TV shows. Yeah, I'm really digging Lost. And heroes, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to throw it out, you know, the window or anything. You know, my kid... Well, by the way, if you want to send some audio comments in, I'd love to hear them. Just send them in on MP3 uh, to rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. And again, Jeff, thank you. Okay, my kids... Uh, Nathan downloaded and started playing the online game of Lord of the Rings and it's so hilarious I, you know I can see why people can get addicted to this gaming thing here because um, it's kind of fun and they're they're hilarious both Andrew now I think that Nathan secretly uses Andrew to get him like silver and different things um, because when he's at when Nathan's at work then uh, if Andrew's off of school or something he'll go in there and start playing and win all this stuff for him and then course nathan gets to go forward i don't know what level they're at was it a level 21 something anyway he picked a character that's a girl a human girl and the reason he did that is because he read online somewhere that if you're a girl that the guys will stop and actually help you out and win stuff for you and everything and i just shook my head (laughs) so anyway he runs around in this game and and i don't know he has a bow and all these different things and they do all these crazy things and you know it's so funny It's actually, it's just, it's, I don't know. Some people say it's a waste of time. Other people say it's not. But I can see why people get addicted. So I'll I'll keep you updated on what level they're at and how they're doing on Lord of the Rings. I'm actually holding out to do any of that kind of thing until the new Star Trek game comes out online. And then I might even jump into the field. We'll see. We'll see if I have time. Sometimes I don't have time to have time to time it. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've been working on the audio drama. got some lines done and sent um, to Jen and Dave over in Texas. And, and they uh, recorded their lines and sent them back to me. Meds over in England is playing one of the doctors in the in the show. And also, um, Daryl's going to be doing some stuff for me. And, I, and I'm, I'm asking a couple other people to do some things too. And I play Blake. So it's going to be really cool. You're going to really like that. On Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, the podcast will be a, an audio drama called beaten to a pulp and you've already heard the promo for that so should be very very cool okay that's what's going on at my house we'll be back in a minute greetings guildies i'm kenny and i'm jenny and we're the host of a brand new podcast knights of the guild the official fan podcast of the web series the guild
2: each month we'll bring you the latest news about the guild cast including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending
1: also we'll be updating you on the current season Be it Season 2, which is currently airing on MSN Video, or Season 3, which is in the early pre-production stage. We'll
2: talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2.
1: As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews.
2: So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild.
1: Or go
0: to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) You know, sometimes I need to be encouraged or lifted up out of the junk that I'm thinking. We live in a crazy world right now with financial things being really tough and all sorts of other things going on. Well, my wife and I, one of the things that we feel that we are supposed to do is encourage others. And so we've started a weekly newsletter called The Weekly Encouragement. It's a professional newsletter written by my wife and I and other guest contributors And we send it out every Monday morning so you can get it in your email box and be encouraged during that week. We cover all sorts of different subjects like how to save money, grocery shopping, to attitude, to friendship, to what our words mean to others. Uh, Just tons and tons of different things. And every week you get a chance to be encouraged. Plus we have links on it for free music Um, You can also catch up on all the different Take Him With You podcasts and promos and weekly encouragements, all that kind of stuff. It's all in the newsletter. And uh, we're doing that so that we can support our family and continue to bring encouragement to you every week with the Take Him With You podcast and the newsletter. So we're taking subscriptions to the newsletter. And if you head over to TakeHimWithYou.com, then just click on the link that says Newsletter, follow the instructions, and subscribe. We're asking for $20 or more a month and we, f- we figured if everybody that listens to the show would give that, we would have more than enough to t- pay the bills here at the house and continue bringing you, take him with you every single week and, and the newsletter and all the cool stuff that we're doing. We're really just trying to encourage people. and. If you could do that, that would be great. I mean, we have some people that are supporting us with quite a bit more than $20 a month, and then others that are, you know, that's all they can afford. And then some, I know it's financially difficult right now. Some can't afford anything, but they'll pray for us, or they'll encourage us, or they'll talk to us and email us. And it really doesn't matter um, if you pay money or not for the newsletter. We just want to encourage you. But it's a way that we can earn money to uh, continue doing this, and it's also a way that we can get out there and encourage people. So head on over to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on newsletter, subscribe today. We would love to be able to come into your house or your workplace or wherever every Monday morning with a newsletter. That would be our privilege and our honor to be able to do that for you. Thanks for considering giving to take him with you.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think he likes you at all. (laughs) No, I don't like you either. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because George Lucas didn't write all the (coughs) dialogue. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast.
2: That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
0: Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom here on Take Him With You. Today we're in chapter 4 of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. And Here's what it says from the Message Bible. Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the Spirit for the test. The devil was ready to give it. Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights, and that left him of course in a state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, You know, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. For the second test, the devil took him to the holy city, sat him on top of the temple and said, Since you are God's son, jump. The devil goaded him by quoting Psalm 91. He has placed you in his care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. And Jesus countered with another citation from Deuteronomy. Don't you dare test the Lord your God. For the third test, the devil took him to the peak of a huge mountain, and he gestured expansively, pointing out all of earth's kingdoms. How glorious they all were. And then he said, They're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me. And they're yours. Jesus' refusal was curt. Beat it, Satan. He backed his rebuke with a third quotation from Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God and only him. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. And the test was over. The devil left. And in his place, angels. Angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. There's our words of wisdom. Now that's very interesting when you start reading Matthew chapter four, because really what it talks about is something that we're all tempted by: by money, pride, and power. Do those things hold you back from serving God? Do they hold you back from being everything you're supposed to be? You might want to think about it. I think they're great words of wisdom right here on Take Him With You, the Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast.
2: Stand by to receive our transmission.
0: Sci-fi entertainment news
1: and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis.
2: Captain of the USS Enterprise.
1: Pokey religions and ancient weapons
0: collectibles toy and prop reviews
1: I am to misbehave
0: the weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com well it's time once again for food for thought on Take Him With You it's going to be a great week There's this um, Star Trek episode of The Next Generation where Data, the android, creates his daughter, Lao. and uh, it's, it's a really cool episode because it explores the meaning of life, and that's what today's program is called, The Meaning of Life. And I want to talk a little bit about what you know what do you think your meaning in life is because I really believe it's it's really true that we are here for a purpose and a reason. It just isn't to aimlessly wander wander around and wonder what we're up to. I really do think there's something for us to accomplish in this life. And you've heard my story now if you've listened to the podcast in the past and if you haven't I encourage you to go back especially listen to an episode called Green Fog and electric guitars. I think that is one that really explains why I do what I do and why I think what I think. But in particular, um, from the moment I got back from that concert and began working with the youth group some more and getting into my faith, things changed. I had about a whole year of a lot of change. And I think it was a lot of the way that I thought beforehand was starting to change. And it wasn't that I was being brainwashed. And some people think that when you explore your faith, or you get involved in religion or something like that, that you get brainwashed. Well, I think in religion's case, you do. But when you begin to have a relationship with God, I don't think it's as much brainwashing as it is correcting the stuff that that perhaps held you back before from knowing what you were created to do. So let me tell tell you what happened. is When we got back from the concert, I was working um, three different jobs. I was working at the the church there just really, really, I mean, they were giving me $25 a month or something like that to take care of the kids, you know, and do youth group. So what that wasn't really paying my bills. But I also, I believe I worked at um, a local radio station uh, being a DJ. And I also worked at uh, J.C. Penny in the electronics department. So there was a lot of different things that I did to try and bring a paycheck in and pay for my rent and all that. And, you know, as I went through that time, I really started to get a grip on why did I have the talents and the giftings that I did? What was I supposed to do with my life? And I didn't really know exactly what to do. All I knew is that I'd come in contact with this newfound faith. You know, at that concert I'd given my heart over to God and and I didn't really know what next to do. So I kept working with the kids, I kept doing some things with them and and it came time that in about a year after that I had I'd done this, they had another concert. This time, Daryl was back. Daryl Mansfield is the guy's name uh, that uh, played in the band. And he, he sang and played harmonica, blues harmonica. They played all sorts of different stuff, blues, heavy metal, all sorts of different types of music. And I, I just really liked the band. So I got a whole other group of kids to go with me back up to another concert. And during this time, during the time that I that I was exploring things, I had met who my wife was to be, you know, my wife became Amy, and we've been married for 20, almost 23 years, but I met her. In fact, next week on the podcast, Amy will join me, and we're going to be talking about how we met and what God did in our lives and how it changed everything for us. The, our whole course of events was changed when we met each other some serious things happened in in a good way, and we'll be sharing with those next week. the The show next week is going to be called "Hey, You're a Cool Chick." You don't want to miss that, especially because my wife is hilarious when we do podcasts together. You will really enjoy listening to her and her perspective on things. She always she always tells it like it is. But anyway, back to the fact that uh, I had gone. Uh, up to this concert with kids again a second time now and and this time, I had some faith and I really wanted to hear what this man had to say and what what he was doing with his band and and you know we had a really good time, and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but that leads me to say that I really believe that each of us are gifted by God a certain way to do certain things. You look around and people have different gifts and talents, and there's a reason for them. I really believe that each one of us has a, I don't know, a a path that we go on that if we'll we'll go down the path of what we, we are called to do or what we're made to do, it brings a lot of pleasure and satisfaction in our lives when we do what we're made to do. I compare it this way. Have you ever been in a situation where you think this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and you just do it anyway because you have to pay the bills? Well, I, I remember um, thinking about this. Can you imagine going into Denny's? Maybe you don't go to Denny's, but maybe let's say you do. You go into Denny's and you sit down and you order a Grand Slam, and they, you know, the waitress is like, okay, and she goes in the back and she tells the cook, here, go ahead, uh, we got a Grand Slam, two bacon's, two sausages, you know, over easy on the eggs and pancakes, you know, and they and they start to cook. But the cook really is gifted at being an auto mechanic that that's really his gifting and and he really isn't a great chef he's not really wonderful in the kitchen but he's just trying to pass through well anyway he starts it off and he starts making the pancakes but he's not really doing too well because it's to him he'd like to be changing oil and doing stuff like that and he, by the time the breakfast gets out it just isn't what it's supposed to be and the cook's frustrated and the and the waitress is frustrated and the person getting served the food is frustrated as well all because this guy really is gifted to be a auto mechanic and why is he in the, you know the kitchen at Denny's well i think a lot of us um, are miserable in some of areas of our life because we were never meant to do that particular thing and you know i think sometimes we need to explore what are we really gifted at what do, what is our niche what can we do that will you know, fulfill our hearts, why were we made? What were we made to do? and if we find it, then I believe that life isn't as miserable when we start to do what we were supposed to do. Now that's interesting because I don't think it's always a career because I know some of us are will do a career or we'll do a job, and we really like that but i'm I'm talking even deeper than that, finding the right person that you're supposed to marry. That's important, you know. I mean, the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life is number one, am I going to follow God? And number two, who am I going to marry? Because that's going to greatly affect how you serve God and how you live your life and where you go and what you do. So it's interesting that there are certain things that, if you think about it, you need to, you, you really need to, I need to find out what I'm supposed to do and then run with it and go with it because that's really what brings fulfillment. I think I think I think I think some of the, some of the reasons that we feel helpless at times is that we focus too much on the wrong things. You know, here in the United States, especially now, we're all focused on the financial end of things and really that's not that's not what life is all about. Money, I mean, yeah, it takes money to live and it's certainly important to pay our bills, but you know, sometimes we put such an emphasis on money that we really miss it. I'll never forget this was a fascinating thing. I was really nervous about going on a mission trip, and here I was you know for a long time, I was a youth pastor, and I would take kids on trips and do different things and we'd you know we'd do goofy events and we'd preach and we'd teach and we'd play music and we'd do all these fun things well then i I met this this lady that was totally in to going on mission trips short term mission trips where you go for a couple of weeks and go help with a project somewhere. And she um, convinced me that we needed to go on a trip, so we got a hold of these folks that were just—they're awesome people. Their names are Gary and Carmen West, Pastor Gary and Carmen, and they are from a a, a beautiful t- uh, town called Quinault in the by the rain the Quinault Rainforest. They've got uh, Quinault Valley Chapel, and it's a great little church out there. And anyway, um, Gary pastors that church, but uh, at the time, they also did this really cool thing where they took a nineteen—I think it was nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Um, school bus, Gilag, I think it was the name of it, and they would take tr- um, a whole team of kids all the way down from Washington State, drive all the way down through Oregon, through California, uh, th- down into Baja, Mexico, and go on mission trips, short-term mission trips. I mean, it would be like three or four days straight in the in the bus, which didn't have air conditioning. And then we'd go down and, and help um, a little village down there and some churches down there and just encourage the the folks there do outreaches and stuff like that. Well, I was really nervous about doing that. And the reason I was nervous is because I'd never get, gotten out of my comfort zone. And I was really, you know, we have it so cushy here in the United States. We really, really do. Even though people may say that they're really poor here, but they're not. Not compared to what you walk into when you go across the border. So anyway, long story short, we did, we uh, contracted with these folks, wonderful people, and they drove us. And I, I can't I think our first team was like twenty five, twenty six kids, and we drove all the way down to Mexico and we crossed the border. and I'll never forget going into that country and looking around and just seeing the the absolute. There was extreme wealth and extreme poverty all in the same areas. It was just very, very strange. We're not used to that here um, in the states. Well, anyway, we get down there and we're we're getting into the town and everything and. Uh, we had a couple of times we were right outside of i believe it was um uh ticati that was the name of the place the the city that you might know where they get ticati beer from <laughs> yeah and anyway we are in a little village called serer Cer- azul i think it means blue mountains i'm not exactly sure i'm not very good at spanish but anyway we are uh, we're in this little this little uh, town and and it's really rural and we're helping with this church and we drive into ticati and we're doing some stuff down there and uh, there's a bunch of teenagers on this corner, and we walk past. And you know, here in the states, if you walk past in a in a larger city with a bunch of teenagers on the corner, and if they looked, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you just avoid that type of situation here. Uh, but there, it was so different. They were so nice, and they wanted to communicate, and they were kind. And of course, it didn't didn't you know it didn't hurt things to have young ladies with us. But you know what I mean? It, it was just such a different thing. And then what we noticed was. Every time we would go do a, a service or we would tell people that we're going to be doing this at, at 10 o'clock or whatever, people would be late all the time and we couldn't figure out why. And then as we got to know what was going on, what we found was things were not as important to these folks as were relationships. So if they were on their way to church or if they were on their way to the grocery store or they were going to go do this or that and they ran into somebody, they would that would take the priority and they would spend time speaking with the people so relationships were far more important and families were far more important to each other and there was a kindness and a love and a genuineness to these folks that we didn't have here we were the the you know the the uh, american missionaries trying to go in there and tell them what was up and we really learned more from them than they learned from us because they had such a community feeling and a family feeling that i realized <laughs> Wow, they are. Their priorities are a lot straighter than than mine were. And I think they the reason that they weren't as hopeless as we were is because they had some of the stuff figured out. That relationships were far more important than people. See, I think we focus on the wrong things sometimes because of our wealth and the things that we have. You remember, on words of wisdom, you know, the devil was tempting Jesus with things that all of us are tempted with with pride and with with money and and just, you know, with power. We get tempted with those kind of things. We get off on the wrong priorities when we don't realize that people are so important and we should be loving on people and we should be making a difference in our life, not trying to hurt people to get what we want. So, see, there's a there's a whole different thing going on. And I think a lot of reasons is because we don't understand the meaning of life. I think the meaning of life is a lot more cool than we think. See, we are convinced in the United States that the meaning of life is, you know, you get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on the can. You know, that's kind of our mentality, you know, the American dream, you know, have everything you want in abundance and then have enough money to retire and travel everywhere. When really, the American dream is pretty selfish considering that there's a lot of other people in the world that we could be helping and doing things with. And I, I really believe that the water boy never goes thirsty. So if you really do have... A servant's heart, and you go out and help people. You will always have enough for yourself as well. You know, when I was the uh, the manager of the football team, we had a big, huge thing of Gatorade, and I would serve that up to the to the guys on the team. And I was always I always had more than enough Gatorade, more than enough water for myself because I was the one handing it out. So you know, you start looking at the life from that perspective. If you start to bless people and hand out things to people, and and really be concerned for their well being. You know what? You can't help but be blessed and have what you need because the water boy never goes thirsty. Well, anyway, let me get back to the story of me going to the second concert now. I went up with a bunch of kids, and I actually discovered the meaning for my life. So I want to tell you about it. I get to the concert, and this time uh, it's in a little bigger venue. We get all the kids in there, and of course, now that we've been to a few of them, we know what's going on. I was so excited to see Daryl Mansfield and the, it was so funny because the guys that opened up for him was a band named Bloodgood and you can find them, I think at bloodgood.com and it was one their first debut of, you know, Daryl Mansfield was I think producing their first record and yeah, record. And, uh, they were, they opened up and it was just quite a concert. They were very theatric and heavy metal. And boy, I was like, yeah, it's really cool. it's way really cool. And then we of course, um, got to see Daryl again and, and he of course did a great concert some awesome stuff and really really enjoyed it again but during that concert something happened to me that that kind of changed the direction that i was going in i had already you know received god into my heart i had asked jesus to be the the boss of my life and everything and was you know really exploring that but I, I think I was in the right place at the right time, and I think a lot of times we're in the wrong place, and so we don't, we don't find out what we're supposed to do because we don't get ourselves where we're supposed to be. It's like being at McDonald's where they have a self-serving um, soda, you know, fountain or a pop place, and they give you the cup, and y- you get free refills. But if you aren't, if you won't get up off of your back end and walk over and put it underneath the spout, you aren't going to get any soda. And so I think a lot of times we're empty and we're miserable in our lives cuz we won't get up and walk over to where we're supposed to be getting the soda and fill up. And I think a lot of times we need to take steps as as human beings to to surround ourselves with stuff that's going to really fill us up and help us go in the direction. For instance, if you are if you want to do Uh, photography and you think you're really good photographer well you need to get out there and start taking pictures you can't just sit and go you know my pictures are great and the two of them that i've taken are wonderful no you got to get you got to get out there and start perfecting the thing and and defining the craft that you have and it could be all sorts of things maybe it's writing maybe it's music maybe it's it's computer stuff maybe it's I don't know. Being a friend, maybe a counselor, I don't know. But whatever it is, what we need to do is get ourselves to where we can be filled up with that kind of thing so that we can be the best that we possibly can be. So I'm at this concert, and I'm watching things unfold, and I'm down towards the, the front of the thing, of course, you know me, Mr. Mosh Pit Boy. And I'm down there really enjoying it. And that song that I played for you on Green Fog and Electric Guitars called um, He Is Overcome, Come, they started playing that song. And, you know, I closed my eyes, and and I'm not... You know, at that time, I really wasn't real expressive in worship or anything like that. You know, you hear people that worship God or you might see somebody on TV that lift their hand up or something like that. But I just I felt like I needed to do that. So I I did. I lifted my hand up and I'll tell you what, I, I felt like I got hit by a lightning bolt. I can't I can't even describe it to you other than. Oh, yeah, I can. You know when you're listening to the, an FM radio and you're trying to tune in stations and it's all fuzzy and it just kind of bugs your ears until you get right onto that crystal clear station and it goes like whoosh, 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 and then I was, yeah, you know, you're, hey, the soothing sounds of FM radio. You know, it's all of a sudden there you got this stereo signal and it's bright and it's clear. That's exactly what happened to me when I lifted my hand up, I closed my eyes, and for a moment it was just fuzzy, and then all of a sudden I heard... Something reverberate from the inside of me that said, "Do you see this man?" And I went, "What?" I'm thinking, "What?" And I didn't open my eyes, but inside, I was I was having like this dream or this vision kind of thing, and I saw this guy that was on the stage, but it, he was dressed in different clothes. He had a band with him, and uh, he had a big black Bible in his hand, and he was preaching. I mean, he was not preaching like somebody spitting on you or anything like that. Not the kind that you see on TV where they, you know, you're like, "What." This guy was actually talking like I talk to you. He was just very normal but very passionate about what he was saying. And I remember seeing him. I said, yes, I see him. And, and instantly again, just reverberating on the inside of me, I heard, I want you to reach people that way. And I went, whoa, whoa. Crazy, absolutely crazy. And just as fast as it, it was clear, it went fuzzy again. And I opened my eyes, and standing in front of me now in real life was Daryl Mansfield on the stage. I was right by the stage, and he looked right at me, and he said, "He said, you know what? God is really speaking to your heart. You need to go with what God is saying to you. He said, I'd really like to talk to you after the concert. Well, there were so many people there, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But I'm telling you what. I don't know what it was. It must have been something from God because because when Daryl spoke to me like that, and there was people all around, this is the middle of the concert. I just got this rush and I I found out later what it was and if you if you read in the Bible you'll see these places where people were filled with the Holy Spirit and what it basically meant was it, it was a an action after you'd accepted the Lord into your heart um there was this infilling that happened or this this I I'm trying to describe it in terms that aren't churchy and I don't really know how to do it other than then I just felt this presence of of something bigger speaking to me and working inside of me. I don't I don't know how to describe it other than that. But I I can tell you this, there was like this this burning inside of me in a in a like a passion and a and a fire for life that I never had before. And it's never gone out. From that day forward, I have tried and tried and tried to do exactly what I'm doing here, like, like this podcast, like preaching, like making music and singing about God and sharing my faith with the people around me. That's the reason I'm so energetic. The re- reason I'm so excited about life is because I believe that God called me, not like on a phone, but he got my number, I can tell you that. I feel like he called me to communicate him to other people. Now, in the Bible, that's called an evangelist. Now don't let that scare you, because I think sometimes that is that word is abused. But I really think what, what evangelism means or evangelist means is it, it means to bring people to a skilled decision. In other words, inform them about God and then let them make a decision if they want to follow him or not. And that's what happened to me. So isn't that interesting that years and years ago, 24 years ago or so, 23 years ago now, I guess, uh that is when i was i was I was given a directive in my life by who I believe was God gave me the directive to reach people for him and do it in a real way that people can understand. See, I really do believe that sometimes we don't get direction because we're not in the right place. I happen to be in the right place at the right time. So how do we find out what we're supposed to do in life? I mean, do we just spin our wheels or do we do whatever we want? Because that's not really fulfilling. What do we do? How do we find out? Well, I wrote down four things that I think would really help every one of us. One, I think it's important that we pray and ask God, why did you make me? What is my purpose? I don't think that's a bad prayer. Why not? What do you have to lose by asking? The second thing is I I made a list of things that I absolutely love I like writing and I like music and I like I like talking and I like communicating and speaking in groups and I wrote all these things down and I I looked at wow god made me to do these things what do you love to do maybe it'll be maybe it's sports or or maybe it's computing or you know I don't know what you love to do make a list and then number 3 dare to dream why not what do you what have you got to lose why not dream about doing what you feel like you're gifted and called to do dream about it i mean the, the worst thing that can happen is you may not be get that i mean you might as well shoot for the stars and if you get to the moon you've gone a long way you know i mean i remember somebody saying you know if you if you think you're supposed to do this certain particular thing then walk towards that or run towards it if you if you can't run walk if you can't walk crawl if you can't crawl just fall that direction do something. Cultivate something. You know, if you if you, perhaps maybe you're supposed to be writing, start writing. Start an outline. Get your first book ready to go. Why not? Dare to dream. And then the fourth thing I believe we should do is make a difference. One person at a time. One person. Person at a time and one day at a time, you know you can't fulfill everything in one day. It takes time, it takes a a growing, it takes a, a it's it's a journey, and and it's important that we make a difference in our lives. I want to make a difference. I don't want to just you know one of the things you can find out in your life if you're really following after what God has made you to do, you'll make a difference. You know, say well, yeah, I don't know if I make a difference. I mean, I don't do much, Rick. I mean, geez, I'm not talking like that. I'm just saying, if you look at your life as a whole and you say. I want to make a difference in someone, at least one person's life. I mean, maybe maybe God is calling you to be a better dad or a better mom. I don't know. Maybe he's calling you to be a better employee or a better friend. I don't know. All I know is this. It's important to make a difference in the world around us. And if we're making a positive difference, then we're we're starting to do what God has called us to do because I really believe that every one of us can make a huge impact in the world around us. We all have a sphere of influence. What we do with that is really important. Don't waste it. There's a really great passage of Scripture in the Bible that talks about the talents that these servants get. And some of them, one of them uh, buries the money that he gets and doesn't do anything with it because he's scared of the master. The other one invests it and makes some money. And the other one really invests it and makes lots of money. And when the master comes back, he's really excited about the one that's made all this money because he did something with what he was given. The servant that did nothing but buried it under the tree and just waited until the master got back, and he was under a false assumption that the master would be harsh to him if he tried to do anything. But you know what? (laughs) All God wants us to do is try to do our best. That's all he wants, and he knows us. He created us. He made us for a purpose and a reason. And, you know, that, that servant didn't get anything, and basically all the reward and everything he gave to the one that had actually invested and went for it. And I think that's so important. I had a friend one time in, in high school, a good friend named Mike, that recognized the talents that I had on piano. And he said to me, Rick, don't waste that. You only know like a couple of chords. You should develop that because you have something there that a lot of people don't have. And he really encouraged me. And to this day, um, I've worked really hard on my piano skills and my keyboard skills because he. I remember him saying, don't waste it. Don't waste what you got. And you know what? I would say that to you. Don't waste what you have. Maybe you have the talent of being a friend. Maybe you're a musician. Maybe you're a poet. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you are, are good at, at computer programming. Maybe you're good at being a friend. I don't know. You know. You know what you're good at. And you say, well, I'm, I'm not really gifted at anything really talented. You know what? There's, it's not just talents that people see. There's all sorts of other things. You may be a great mom or a dad or an uncle or an aunt. I, you know, their list goes on. You can be a great human being if you want to be. So I want to play you a song that I wrote, and there's a history behind this song, and it's, you know, it's a little preachy, but I th- I think it's important that I play it for you. I had a really good friend in high school named Paula, and uh, Paula was she, I think her and and her friend Mary Beth uh, were they were we were in band together and we were in debate together and forensics and stuff and and uh, she right after we graduated she was in an accident. Uh, out here on the bay and died. She drowned. It was a very, it was a horrid experience. Oh, gee, it was so hard. Even now, years and years and years later, talking about it. Um, but I'll never forget calling up, um, Mary Beth's mom, um, because Mary Beth was having a real hard time, and I just talked to her, and she was a believing lady. She she believed in God, and she said, you know, Rick, it doesn't really matter. Um. It, does, it she said you know what all that matters is if she knew the Lord and and who she was living her life for and she told me you know Paula loved God and she you know she's in heaven today so don't get too worked up here because it's it's gonna be okay and I'll never forget those words they really helped me to deal with the loss of my friend so I wrote a song called it isn't over and I want to share it with you today I want you to hear what it has to say and, and you let me know what you think and I'll be back to wrap things up
2: As I thumbed through the paper last night My eyes welled up with tears A lady had died, my lord I knew this lady for years She comforted me when a friend had died From an accident on the bay I still recall the words she said And I can quote them to She said, life isn't over when you die, it goes on forever, you know. All that matters if you knew the Lord and who you lived your life for. it isn't over when you die, it goes on forever, you know. All that matters you knew the Lord
0: Go, that's called It Isn't Over and I wrote that song many, many years ago and I think it rings true today. Well, I am so glad that you joined me today for taking with you. It's been a good time and I just want to encourage you again you know, get yourself in a position where you can kind of hear what you were created for. You know, I really encourage you to just open up your heart. You know, you may not be real religious, and that's okay. It's not good to be religious anyway. You might as well just talk to God. He'd love to hear you ask him question. What did you put me here for? What's my purpose, God? And you watch. I guarantee you that God will speak to you somehow through something and show you what you're supposed to be doing. Why don't we um, talk to God for a minute and then we'll close things up. Lord, I thank you that you give us a purpose in life, that you created us to do something and to influence people around us and to help people. I pray for my friend right now that whatever they're doing, at whatever point in life they are at, that you would help them to see why you created them and what you have for them. Help them make that list and dare to dream and help them make a difference one person at a time. That's my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, next week, I want to let you know what's going on. My wife will be here with me, and we will be talking about how we met. It's a goofy story. It's very fun. You'll really like her. She's really great. If you heard her on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast that we did for Rico, you'll get a huge kick out of her. She's just really, really fun. The, The episode next week is called, Hey, You're a Cool Chick. Don't forget, if you uh, could help us out by get, helping us with a monthly donation to the podcast, that would help pay our bills. Uh, here in a couple of months, we're going to be solely relying on that. And at, at this point, we have some severance pay left over from the last place I was at. And we're debating on you know wh- whether we need to go get part-time jobs and all that jazz. But we really do feel like we're supposed to encourage people on a weekly basis. And to do that, it takes money. I know. yeah, I don't like begging for it, so I'm not going to. But I would ask... If you would consider giving a monthly donation and subscribing to our newsletter, just go over to TakeHimWithYou.com. If you would like to send me some um, email, I would love to read it on the program. Email me, Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Amy and I are curious. We'd like to hear what you think. Um, If you want to send in some MP3 comments, we'd love audio comments as well. Thanks to Jeff again. Uh, from canada for sending in the audio comments that he did they were great and we really appreciate them so if you'd like to do that that would be wonderful so join us at the website i always put great notes up there with lots of pictures and links and everything else and plus the newsletter is really fun too so head on over to take him with com. and don't forget we have a midweek booster program on wednesdays that you'd really enjoy as well just a little you know, words of wisdom and boost you up there and help your attitude for the week. And you can always download that on Wednesdays as well. Or go to the website and just click on Listen Now and you can hear that too. Alright, I'll see you next week. And don't ever forget, Take Him With You. Take Him With You is produced by Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved.